Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Preventing Decline podcast. I am so excited today to bring to you Dr. Richard Gans, who really is the world expert on all things balance, right? I hope he doesn't mind me saying that about him. But look, this is about older adults growing old and preventing a fall, having better life through better balance. And there's nobody better to help educate the the 150 million plus older adults out there in the United States on preventing decline by preventing a fall. Dr. Richard Gans, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Darrow. It's it's my pleasure to be able to speak to your audience. Yeah. You know, my my first professor was actually my mother. My mother had a condition called Meniere's disease, which gives you dizziness, vertigo, fluctuating hearing problems. And for 10 years, we went to Boston, to Providence, to New York, to Philadelphia, trying to find somebody that could help. Fortunately, the condition kind of burns itself out and she lived to the ripe old age of 88 and was very healthy, but it gave me the passion in my professional career for certainly the last 40 years of my career to help patients and those professionals, physical therapists, audiologists, ear, nose and throat physicians, understand the conditions that can cause people to fall, but more importantly, what we can do to help. Well, I think you just you just hit the nail on the head there. So your mother's story, which I imagine was was a few years ago, I think we all as as clinicians, we still see this on a daily basis of, you know, I'm dizzy, I talk to my doctor, I talk to this person, I talk to that person, and I'm still dizzy and there's nothing I can do about it. And so what do you do in that situation? What about the people that are out there that feel like there's no hope? Well, the good news is there is. Um, we know that 85% of all causes of dizziness and vertigo, according to the world famous Johns Hopkins, uh, are due to something going on in the inner ear. One of the most common causes is actually a normal form of aging. And it's also linked to other medical conditions that we see commonly as we get old, diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, and low vitamin D levels. There's so a- you just summed up about 85%, 90% of the aging population, which I don't think enough people attribute their off balance, their dizziness to these other conditions that they're living with. Because, you know, they just see the heart specialist and they just get the heart pill and they don't talk about the sort of global effects. Exactly. In the inner ear is among the smallest organs of any organ in the body. But the inner ear has a hearing part and a balanced part. And when you have a hearing loss, you know, people can kind of, well, I'm, I'm getting by, I, it's okay, but not realizing that it can actually cause uh, early onset of dementia and other cognitive challenges. But when you're dizzy or when you have vertigo and you've got to kind of hold on to things or you say, oh, I'm okay, I'm careful. You can't be more careful than gravity. Galileo was right. 
right? Gravity is a pretty powerful thing. So being dizzy is not something you should just ignore. We always recommend talk to your healthcare provider, the PA, the nurse practitioner, your family doctor. He or she will begin to take this seriously. Could it be your inner ear? Could it be your heart? Could it be an interaction of the new hypertensive medication you've taken? But the reality of it is, undiagnosed and untreated dizziness never ends well. And so, and so, well, you, <laughs> I want to just change one word you said, which is ask your clinician or your physician. How about insist, right? Insist that they get to the bottom of it because, as you just said, you're not going to win the fight against gravity. Right. And so you have to do your best. You can't just live with it, just trying to hold on. So what are some of the see, every time you say dizzy, I think a lot of people think of, wow, the, the room is spinning. And and I think most people would say, well, no, that's not me. Is that really the only symptom to look for? Uh, no, not at all, Dr. Darrow. This is a great idea that you brought up. So if I ask a thousand of our listeners can each and every one of you describe what a strawberry tastes like? <laughs> you, you see? So this is about a sensory experience. True vertigo is the hallucination from the French word vertere that the world is spinning around you. But the reality of it is that anything that affects spatial orientation, your perception of where you are in space, negotiating, walking through a hallway, finding your way down steps or stairs or a ramp, any sensation in your head that maybe things just aren't right can be just like a thousand people describing the taste of a strawberry. Words can get in the way. And if a well-intentioned physician or healthcare provider tries to navigate the best treatment for you based on your words alone, we're guessing. Why guess? The tests today are not uncomfortable. They're simple. Um, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of audiologists, ear, nose, and throat physicians, neurologists, who have the technology and the expertise in their office and within 60 or 90 minutes to be able to have an answer for you about what's giving you these problems. But more importantly, allowing you to age in place. I don't want to have to be dependent on my adult children to drive me everywhere. I yeah. want to be able to age and stay in my own home. I well, want so you brought up, Dr. Gens, you brought up two really important things, and I want to separate them out so that people, you know, sort of can follow along here. So, yes, I want to come back to the to the independence. But I also want to talk about this very common occurrence with physicians. You tell them you're dizzy and they write you a prescription, which to me skips the step of diagnosing and then treating, right? I mean, that is the golden rule of medicine. You have to diagnose in order to prescribe a treatment. And too often, 
there are, and I'm not, I don't, you know, look, there are amazing physicians out there, but I've met a lot of patients who said, I told my doctor I'm dizzy and now I take this pill. And, and sometimes those pills long-term can make you dizzy. So, so how do you go about making sure that you have a proper diagnosis? Tell everybody about your network of providers across the country. Well, it's interesting. According to the National Institutes of Health, uh, a dizzy patient with the number one cause of vertigo, which is an inner ear crystal, which can be treated in five minutes, they must go to four and a half physicians before someone even makes a diagnosis. Now, we are the world's largest educator of physical and occupational therapists. We have over 10,000 trained and certified physical and occupational therapists throughout the United States. If you go to dizzy, D-I-Z-Z-Y dot com, find a certified provider near you, you can find one of these well-trained therapists. We also have 150 diagnostic experts in 39 states that have, these are ear, nose, and throat physicians, neurologists, and doctors of audiology that will be able to evaluate you and set you on a journey to wellness. So that, I mean, that's great. Dizzy.com. It doesn't get much easier than that. I appreciate you spelling it out, but really, I mean, it's that simple to access this this huge network, right? This isn't just one or two providers in two states. This is across the country. But again, if you don't know it, then, you know, you may end up sort of just feeling like, oh, I have to live with this, which which brings me to the second point, because you started to talk about it. But I want to really emphasize this. You and I know, and everybody listening knows, the number one goal of an older adult is to remain independent. And let's be honest, a fall is a major cause of losing your independence, or should I say becoming dependent on others. So I don't want to scare people, but I want them to know the reality. So so give us some of the fall statistics as you know it. So people really understand the gravity. It's shocking. And I'm I'm going to tell you another personal story. My father died at 97 years of age. He was actually in excellent health, living alone, independent, I would see him two to three times a week. He even actually still drove very limited near the house. He had an iPhone. He had a cordless phone. He would not wear, help me, I've fallen and I can't get up because he had all this. He had a urinary tract infection, was scheduled for us to go to the doctor on Monday. On Thursday, He fell inside the home, was too weak to get up, no fractures, no head trauma. When I couldn't get through to him, I raced to his apartment. He was on the floor, still conscious. But with aging, there is something called rhabdomyolosis. Not a fracture, not head trauma. But when an older, old person lays on the floor for more than six to eight hours, the protein in their muscles break down 
and the kidneys cannot, and the liver cannot process this. Rhabdomyolysis. We rush him to the hospital. Thank goodness he's alive, he's awake. He could not recover from that. 30 days later, with hospice, he passed. So a fall doesn't mean you die when you fall. But falls are the leading cause of accidental death in people over 65. Wrist fracture, leg fracture, hip fracture, concussion, traumatic brain injury. So a fall doesn't mean you fall and you're dead. It means you fall and now you suffer. Mm. And you might suffer for 30 days. You might suffer for years. You might have to be in prolonged rehabilitation therapy, or maybe you'll be one of the lucky ones that gets out of the hospital and can go back to an active lifestyle. Look, getting old is not for sissies. <laughs> and we, we have to be mindful of this. I'm so blessed that I had my mother till age 88 and my father almost to age 98. But we have to be mindful that being careful is not enough. And so, we and that, to realize that we're changing. And these changes, we're, we're, if you, in 1950, if you were given the most gorgeous Cadillac from Detroit, and you were told, listen, this is the only car you will ever have, how would you take care of it? I love it. I love it. Yeah, perfect analogy. I think everybody just shook their head and say, yep, I get it. You get this one body. You get this one life. And so what I want to end here with is because I think people that are potentially dealing with dizziness are listening. And I think they're learning a lot. They now know where to go. They know the the detriments of falling, although I'm sure many have already fallen. I want to talk about the 65 to 75-year-old adult who has not fallen who does not feel dizzy and so perhaps still feels like they're Superman and or Superwoman and, and they're not, right? So what about that category of people who feel like everything's fine? I mean, they're just as at risk for falling also. So what are the things that people can do? What, healthy people, even those that are concerned about falling, what can they do on a daily basis is it exercise? Are there special supplements? You know, I've read a lot about vitamin um, vitamin D, vitamin K, building up strong bones. So in case you do fall, what do you? What's your advice here? Yes. Well, uh, always check with your family physician yes. about yes. what your exercise capacity is. Now, we're not trying to turn you into uh, Schwarzenegger or Stallone, but the reality <laughs> of it is that you can continue to build muscle mass even into your late 80s and early 90s. Bones don't hold themselves up. Muscles hold up bones. So it's important whether you go to the Y, whether you're walking, whether you're using light resistance weights to try to get an exercise program through your church, through your social group, whatever, you know, we have the silver sneakers, right? Walking the mall walkers, but you need to do something. 
You don't have to have a new pair of uh, running shoes and just something. Also, talk to your doctors about vitamin D deficiency. Mm -hmm. It's estimated that 70% of the U.S. population has a vitamin D deficiency. And even though the, the minimum was supposed to be a level of 30, most experts are now saying the closer you can be to a level of 100, the wow. better. That's huge. That's huge. So that's great advice. Yes, talk to your physician. <laughs> but but light things, right? We're not telling you you have to go run the Boston Marathon. We're not telling you you have to go, you know, hike Kilimanjaro. But a walk around the neighborhood, right? If you've got a pet, take them for a walk. If you've got a grandkid, take them for a walk, go to the mall. Just even light exercise can help. There are, there are easy modifications you can make to your home. Make sure that everything is well lit. Get rid of clutter, right? All these little things that we don't even think about can get in the way. And what about what about polypharmacy? I just I want to end here on this last note, which is a real fancy word for people who are taking a lot of medications, right? Because the interactions, which are, look, I assume if you're taking medications, your doctor told you to, it's the right thing to do, but it may significantly increase your risk of a fall. So what do you say to that? Well, not only polypharmacy, because if you have, uh, say, a Medicare plan or traditional Medicare, and you're able to go to doctor to doctor to doctor, you might have a cabinet full of prescriptions, but nobody really is monitoring right. all those different prescriptions and the interactions of those. Also, you must be mindful of homeopathic remedies. Oh, my neighbor told me I should take melatonin. I should take ginkgo biloba. I should take uh, palmetto sawgrass for, for prostate. The problem is none of these are FDA regulated. So you don't know what's in them. You don't know what additives in them. You don't know what the dosage is. And oftentimes you can be overdosing. I'll give you an example. Years ago, pilots were not, uh, commercial pilots were not able to be on antidepressants. The, the, the FAA didn't allow a pilot to take an antidepressant, which is a little scary because who wants to be flying around with depressed? With a depressed pilot, yes. <laughs> anyway, there was something called St. John's Ward. And St. Yeah. John's Ward was being promoted as an antidepressant. I saw a pilot from a major air airline carrier made himself so dizzy from over-self-medicating with St. John's Ward. Soon as we took him off that, back to normal. So be mindful that what might seem like a simple, hey, I got it at Walgreens or CVS, they wouldn't sell me anything bad. Well, if you're taking too much of it, or you don't really know what's in it, you're guessing. Why, why guess? Dr. Gans, this has been, I've learned a ton. I know that the listeners will learn a ton. And truly, happy life, happy, you know, better balance. I mean, it all does come together. Preventing a fall is so important. Thank you so much for everything. I learned a ton. I know the listeners did. Any, any last words? Thank you, Dr. Darrow. You've done so much 
uh, to bring this information to the public uh, through your podcasts, through your lectures. So we salute you, sir. Keep up the good work. Thank you. And if you're out there, go to dizzy.com to learn more. Thank you, Dr. Gans. Thanks. Bye-bye.